You are listening to Losing Weight with ADHD, the podcast to help you discover solutions to well-being, improved health, and sustainable weight loss with ADHD. If you're a woman with ADHD who's tired of trying every diet and weight loss program with no lasting success, I understand exactly where you are, and I want to help you to finally see the change you deserve. I'm your host, Jennifer Watts, an accountant turned nutrition and life coach with ADHD myself. Once I discovered the connections between ADHD and my lifelong struggle with weight, I was finally able to make lasting change in a way that felt great. If you want to do the same, then let's get started. Hey, everyone. I was trying to think of something like fun and interesting to tell you (laughs) to start off the podcast about, I don't know, my life or something, but it's actually been kind of a boring week, but I don't know. Boring can be good sometimes. Kids are a little bit sick. We had some snowy weather. I don't know. That's about the extent of it. So there you go. But I wanted to keep this like a shorter episode anyways, because I know last week we had Dr. Patty on, which was, I thought it was really great. I love talking to her, but it was a longer episode, which I know is tough for some of us. So let's keep things short today. I want to talk about meal planning with ADHD and especially as it relates to weight loss. So because I love a list, (laughs) I've come up with five reasons why it might be harder for us five reasons why it matters when it comes to your weight loss, and five things you can do to make it easier. So let's go through all of those. So starting with why is it harder for us? Well, first of all, executive functioning. We all know that we deal with executive functioning issues. So things like planning, organizing, decision making, time, we'll talk about that later. But those things all fall under the bucket of or the umbrella, not fall under the bucket, within the bucket under the umbrella of executive functioning. And those things can really impact your ability to do meal planning because that means like thinking ahead, organizing a list, prepping if you want to do prepping, like all those little things which are not like natural skills of ours and that can make it really daunting. So that's one of the reasons why it can be a little bit harder for us. And let me just point out, I feel like I say this all the time, but I am pointing out to you some of the reasons why your ADHD does make this more of a challenge because I want you to know that it's not like a personality flaw. It doesn't mean you're like lazy, especially if you have ever worked with a coach who's been like, why can't you just plan? Like, we'll just do this, do that. And you don't do it. Like, these are some of the reasons why it's not easy for you to just like execute (laughs) because you have executive functioning issues. Anyways, so that's reason number one, the executive functioning. Another reason why it might be harder for us with ADHD is time management. Time management and time perception and time blindness, these are all things that we struggle with. So even just estimating how long something is going to take, like how long it'll take you to plan, how long it'll take you to shop, how long it's going to take you to actually cook the meals, we might have like a totally incorrect perception of it. Or when you're in it, the time might seem Like, especially if you don't enjoy it and you're doing it and like the time can just drag and then you're late for, you know, like time runs over and it just messes with the rest of your day. So time management definitely factors into this. And you might even be just like overwhelmed even just thinking about it. So then you procrastinate it and you avoid it or whatever because of your perception of the time of it. Right. But that also is actually number three, which is that it just is overwhelming. You feel overwhelmed with it. You feel overwhelmed with the choices when it comes to food. You feel overwhelmed with the information. What am I supposed to be eating? What what am I supposed to be doing? What am I supposed to include? There's too many choices. And then a matter of like trying to get everything that's like swirling around in your head of like what you're supposed to do 
and how you want to do it and everything and actually like funneling that down into like a condensed plan is just like for some people even just thinking about that or listening to me talk about it you're like get away from me I don't want to think about this (laughs) because it's so overwhelming and I totally understand but that can lead to like decision paralysis right so it is it, it totally makes sense if you find it overwhelming the fourth thing is like impulsivity or novelty seeking. So we can find like repeated routines and tasks and things like that really boring, really unstimulating. And so you might see it this way. And then you end up feeling like it's like tedious or boring to stick with a plan to come up with a plan and like stick with it. Because that doesn't stimulate you like your brain. It's just appears super boring. And you also like find Some people are like this, where they just want to reject the plan because (laughs) you want to be spur of the moment and you kind of have this like natural rebellion to structure, even though it like helps you. So you want to have like, it's almost like preemptively wanting to be impulsive, like you know that's coming. But yeah, I mean, you get this sense that if I have a structure in place, then that's taking away my impulsive nature and I want to be able to like make choices in the moment and all that kind of stuff. So you might have a preconceived notion that if I get into meal planning, that I'm like taking this away from myself. We'll talk about that later, but that's not necessarily the case. But it is one of the reasons why it might be a little bit harder for you. And the last one is task completion. So we often get my husband talks about this all the time, how he feels like the, like, not the first 5% and not the last 5% of something, or maybe even 10. Like, the middle part he's good with. (laughs) Getting started sucks. Getting, like, the majority of it done, A-okay. Getting the last, like, 10% done often doesn't happen. (laughs) So we could really struggle with task completion. So you do all this work, and you don't quite finish it, and then it feels like you did all this work, but you got nothing out of it. So like maybe we don't complete the task of the actual planning out of what we're going to have or we can just straight up forget parts of it right and then we get frustrated when we miss things like you know maybe you forgot you were like oh i'm going to eat these certain meals this week and then you forgot to get certain ingredients and then you just can't follow through with it or those types of things so like task completion can really affect your ability to do the meal planning whole thing in the first place okay so those are five things why it might be harder for us Now let's talk about why it matters when it comes to weight loss. So the first thing is that you want to make sure that you're covering your bases when it comes to the nutrients. So the macronutrients like your protein, protein, carbs, and fat. But like I'm always mainly concerned with the protein because people don't usually struggle with the other areas as much. But protein is so important for us. I've talked about it before for our brain function, for our muscles, for our energy, all of those things. So it matters to meal plan because you want to have the forethought of like ensuring that you're getting what your body needs to function. And I'm not talking about like you don't have to get into like super specifics if you don't want to, but you just want to ensure that you're having balanced meals, right? So if you plan ahead, then you can make sure that you're including the things that really matter, like maybe making sure that you have enough fruits and vegetables, enough things with fiber in it so that you feel good, like you've got good digestion going on, whatever. There's lots of things we can, I don't want to get into the weeds with that, but just that's why it matters when it comes to your weight loss is because you want to be covering the really important parts. I mean, the micronutrients matter as well, your vitamins, your minerals, all that type of stuff. But 
We just want to cover the basics. And planning ahead helps you to make sure that you're not missing out on stuff that your body really needs. The second thing is that when you have a strategy, you're less likely to choose things on the fly, which can often be like not supporting of your goals. So if you already know I'm making, I don't know, spaghetti or something, I'm making, I have spaghetti sauce in the freezer and I'm going to boil up some noodles and like defrost the sauce and like have that for dinner tonight. If you know that ahead, then you're not like getting home all stressed and the kids are annoying you and (laughs) all this stuff. And then you're just like, screw it, I'm ordering a pizza. You're just less likely to make decisions on the fly or just in an immediate situation where you're you're stuck, whatever you happen to have, or you don't have anything. So you're, you know, choosing things that don't really support you in your goals. So this is just a way for you to have a strategy to follow through on that. The third thing is that it helps to reduce the impulsivity, like we talked about before. But I'm not saying it's going to eliminate it because that's just not realistic. But it does help to reduce the impulsivity, especially if you plan things that you like. Okay, so hear me out on this because this has been my experience for sure. So one thing that I do, and I still do to this day, I do it right now, is that I plan out treats for myself. And this is not like cheat meals or anything ridiculous like that. This is just like, I know I'm going to want this. So I plan it in my day. So like right now I have this little like, I have this like frozen yogurt. It doesn't have to be frozen yogurt. It can be ice cream. I just happen to really like this Chapman's brand. It's a Canadian thing. But they have this frozen yogurt that's so good. And then I put like a crumble on an Oreo and just a couple of different little things. But anyways, I already know I'm having this at the end of the day because I planned it out for myself. And so it actually helps me in the end with my impulsivity because when I'm like throughout the day, I'm like, oh, I want something sweet or I want this or I want that. Or I'm like about to grab something and then I'm like, oh, no, I have I have that thing coming later today. So I'm like, oh, you know what? At least I have that coming and I don't really actually need this right now. But that's taken a while for me to get used to that. But it's because I planned it out for myself. So you already know what's coming and it's something that you really like. Like if you have like a certain dinner that you love. And you know that's what's coming, you're less likely to be like, oh, I could really go for like McDonald's or whatever your, you know, food of choice is. But yeah, so it does definitely help to reduce the impulsivity. But again, not eliminate it. (laughs) The fourth thing is that you have to deal with less decision making, which means that you are less mentally exhausted, which means that you're less emotionally driven in your eating. Okay, I know that sounds like really maybe confusing, but Decision fatigue is a very real thing, and it really matters for people with ADHD because we're already pretty mentally exhausted, right? Our brains are firing and running and doing all these extra things, and it is easy for us to get overwhelmed and exhausted mentally. So if you are taking something off of your plate in terms of decision-making on a daily basis, you're less likely to get overwhelmed and mentally exhausted, and you're less likely to be like effort eating, if that makes sense. So it really does help. The decision fatigue is a very real, very tough thing to deal with. And this is just like eliminating a whole lot of that for yourself. So it's super helpful. Because then if you're less emotionally driven in your eating, especially later in the day, then that can really help you if you're working towards goals such as weight loss. And the last thing is that it, man, meal planning, just seriously, it saves you time. It saves you money you waste less food. And these are all things that really contribute to less stress in your life. 
and stress is a big driver of overeating. So I just like cannot stress enough. <laughs> no, no pun intended. I can't stress enough how much like this has reduced those things for me. Like I save so much money. Like I think back to like this before I had kids, my husband and I lived in an apartment downtown Vancouver. And I used to like think that I was doing a good job because on Sundays I'd go to the grocery store and I'd buy like trays of chicken breasts and like all these vegetables and I had all these like, you know, perfectionist ideas of like the things I was going to eat all week. And then none of that happened. <laughs> We'd be like eating out or like ordering in or, you know, cobbling together like other meals. And then by the end of the week, throwing away all that good food that I wasted. So that and then that that like wasted my time going to the store, like and all that money and like the waste just kind of oh, I hate thinking about it now. But anyways, if I had a plan <laughs> for what that was food was actually for and a way to execute it. I would have saved my time, saved my money and reduced the waste. All that stuff means you're you're less stressed out because those things really weigh on you and affect you. So that does matter towards reaching your weight loss goals. Anyhow, so those are those five. So let's talk about the five things that you can do to make it easier. The first thing is start small. Don't try to do a whole bunch of stuff all at once. This is just the same as if you have decided that you want to lose weight and you're going to you're not just going to jump into some crazy like workout plan and like I'm only going to eat this amount of food every day and I'm going to have an amazing morning routine and evening routine and I'm going to meditate and do all this stuff. No, you're just setting yourself up to fail when you do that. And it's the same thing with meal planning. So if you start small, like maybe you just say, I'm going to have like these three or four options for dinners. And then I just know these are the ingredients that I need for that. And, make, and they're simple meals that you know you like. Maybe you just think of that at the beginning of the week and then just ensure that you have those items on hand. Like do a run to the grocery store or order or whatever works for you. But start small and you can always build on it, right? But just don't try to do everything all at once. Start small and it's going to be a lot more doable for you and you're more likely to stick to it. The second thing is that you need, or you don't need to, but I highly recommend that you make the process enjoyable. So tie it into things that you like to do or set the time aside for yourself. I actually really love my Sunday meal planning now, and I never would have thought that, but I like, I put it in my calendar so that I know I'm going to do it. But then I get a cup of coffee, I get like my notebook that I really like and a pen that I really like and I go sit in one specific spot with my blanket and sometimes I'll listen to something as I'm doing it. But it, I actually really enjoy it now. So if you make the process enjoyable and not give yourself a chance to look at it as something tedious, you're way more likely to do it and you're, you're gonna actually, like, <laughs> you're probably cringing as I say this, but you'll start to look forward to it. I think you will. So. Anyways, just make it enjoyable. The third thing is don't try to follow a prescriptive method. So there's so much stuff out there where it's like, do it this way and use all of these templates and, and go into like crazy specificity and like follow this like meal plan that somebody else has given you or all of these like really crazy detailed things that maybe don't work for your life at all. And you just think like, because you see it, you're like, oh, that's the way I'm supposed to do it. No, 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 no. You are way better served doing it in a way that you know is going to suit your lifestyle. And especially when it comes to the foods that you choose, you got to choose things that you like. You have to do it in a way that are things that fit into the way the, that your day flows. There's so many other factors. 
and just following along with what somebody else has told you to do like to a T is not going to work for you. So don't try to follow a prescriptive method. You you just kind of have to build your own. I know that sounds crazy, but I have like, I'll talk about this later, but I do have a course on this, which just t- talks about the structure and the strategy of it in a way that you can make it work for you in your life. But that's that's just the thing that I want to say is is not to follow somebody else's very detailed method because you're just going to be setting yourself up to fail. The fourth thing, and this kind of ties in, is keep it simple. Like there is nothing wrong with if you like certain meals and you want to have those on repeat, do it. Like I do that for for sure with breakfast. I'll eat the same breakfast for like a few weeks and then all of a sudden I'm like totally lost interest in it and I'll move on to something else. But a lot of people too will have like a sort of like a rotation of meals that they really enjoy and maybe they have the same thing on Tuesdays or the same thing on Fridays. But keep it really simple. You don't have to go into crazy detail about like have this exact recipe decision and then you like measure it out and then you have to make a list with like all the like levels of ingredients that you need, especially don't choose recipes, especially if you don't like to cook, don't choose recipes with like 20 ingredients and think that that's doable for you. Just keep it simple. It doesn't matter if it's basic stuff, as long as it's things that you like. And keep the process really simple too, right? So just, you can look at my meal planning method thing. I'm not saying you have to get it, but you might know for yourself what works for you. But whatever the case may be, keep it simple. Okay. The last thing that I want to say that you can do to make it easier is reminders and visual cues. And this is more in terms of like the actual execution of the plan as opposed to creating the plan in the first place. But you are so not likely. I don't want to say likely. I know for myself I am. But if you create this like amazing plan and you think it's awesome and you're going to follow through and do all these things, it is entirely possible that you'll just like forget it exists. You finish it up, you close up your notebook and you walk away and you never see it or think of it again. So (laughs) I've done it. So let's reduce the likelihood of that happening and set reminders for yourself and make visual cues. So take out that plan and like put it somewhere in the kitchen where you're going to see it or put a reminder in your phone or make a sticky note somewhere, something, some kind of visual cue and some kind of reminder that the plan exists. And oh, yeah, I was going to do something with this chicken that I bought. (laughs) Or I had a plan for this lettuce, whatever the case may be, if you even get to buying it, because you might just forget to do that. (laughs) So create those visual reminders for yourself. There's no shame in that. It's the best way to make sure that you follow through with things because your working memory is not stellar. And that's okay. We just make plans to make it work. So those are my five tips of what you can do to make it easier. So I really think, oh man, meal planning has had such a great impact on me and my family and my ability to follow through on my goals when it comes to weight loss. And just notice that I didn't mention anything in there about prep, meal prep, because I think so many people, when they picture meal planning, they imagine like this big setup in the kitchen that's going to take hours of, and then those like, you know, like, containers that people get off Amazon that look like takeout containers and they like cook and chop up and prepare ahead all these meals. That sounds so gross to me. (laughs) I don't want to eat like reheated food from Sunday when it's Thursday. But you don't have to do any of that if you don't want to. You can if you want to, of course. Or you can do prep as little as just like chopping up some veggies so they're accessible in the fridge. But it is not necessary. And like, just separate those two for yourself, okay? Because you can do, totally do meal planning and it's not the same thing as meal prepping and it's not required. So anyways, 
I mentioned before, I do, I did finally create this course. I had mentioned this like maybe even a couple months ago that I was going to try to put together like a course that walked through my method for meal planning. And it has really helped me for years. I kind of honed it over the years. But as somebody with ADHD, as somebody with kids, as somebody who's been pursuing weight loss, this is the strategy that has worked for me. And it is not prescriptive. Like I said, it's not like do this, follow these exact steps in this exact manner when maybe that doesn't suit your life at all. So this is just the sort of the bones of the the process, like the strategy, the structure of how I do it. So if you're interested in that, I will make sure the link is in the show notes. Obviously, you don't have to, but just if you're looking for somewhere to start, this is a really great, I believe, really great process. And I tried to keep everything short and succinct and like easy to follow for our brains. And the other thing too, is if you haven't gotten my free calm method for weight loss with ADHD, my free guide, I'll make sure that link is below as well. I'm guessing a lot of you have already seen it, but just in case you haven't, that link will be below as well. So you can take a look at that. So that's all I have for today. If you have any questions about it or anything, or you want some little tips or whatever the case may be, you know, you can always reach out to me. The easiest place is on Instagram, DM me on Instagram, and I am happy to chat with you. I hope you have a great week and I'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to the Losing Weight with ADHD podcast. If you are ready to make lasting change in your life, please head over to my Instagram at jenniferwatts.ca where you can connect with me and find all the tools and tips you need. From there, you can also access my free guide of the Calm Method for Weight Loss with ADHD or book a free call with me. I'd love to hear from you, so please reach out, especially if you have anything you would like to hear about on the show. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a five-star review so the show can continue to spread this message. Until next time.